Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Polares, and a special guest, Detroit Lions team reporter, Danny Rogers. Danny, thanks for joining the podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I'm so fired up for this week. Yep. It's championship time. The first NFC championship game appearance for the Lions since 1991. But before we dive into this Sunday's matchup, Danny, can you break down the Detroit Lions divisional round win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and share what were some of your biggest takeaways from that game? Oh, that was a great one. Yeah, obviously, it started in the wild card round for us. You know, some of us have to play two games before we get to this championship round. <laughs> um, so to see the Lions knock off Matthew Stafford and the Rams were awesome. But going back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have Baker Mayfield, who he calls himself dangerous because he can be so dangerous at times, such an accurate ball, throws into tight windows. He never lets a play die. So for this Detroit Lions defense to come in and take care of business, if you watch nothing else, watch the last, what, four minutes of this game. Detroit trying to get something going offensively. They, they can't stab off the Bucks from having a last second offensive possession to potentially tie this game. They would have needed a touchdown and two point conversion, but the Detroit lions defense comes up so big linebacker, Derek Barnes in year three drop backs and cover drop back drops back in coverage rather, and just sniffs out this Baker Mayfield pass from a million miles away, gets the interception and ends the ball game with the Detroit lions um, being able to kneel the, the thing, this thing out. So it was incredible. I know you guys have heard about Ford Field and how electric the stadium has been. Um, a lot of people probably still are hearing ringing in their ears because it was that loud. Some people are like, oh, my gosh, my headache. It's still here. It was, it was awesome. It was such like an immaculate feeling, and especially for Detroit to do this the first time. And, yeah, 32 years has been incredible. Yeah, well, get ready to hear Levi's rocking this Sunday. But, Lindsay, the Niners found a way to contain the team with the hot hand last week, the Green Bay Packers. And now they're faced with another young team that's rolling into Santa Clara with big wins on their resume. 
How are the 49ers going to deal with this Detroit Lions team who's also got the hot hand? You know, I think for the 49ers, their biggest takeaway from this divisional round game is that they won that gritty come from behind win. And I think that's the last piece of different types of ways that you can win that the 49ers really needed. Um, You know, they trailed for most of that second half and then took control of the game in the last six minutes. Brock Purdy played lights out, connected on six of seven pass attempts. And of course, CMC found Pater to put the 49ers ahead, I believe with a minute and seven seconds left to go. And then of course, you have the game ceiling interception by linebacker Dre Greenlaw, not so different from how that Lions divisional round matchup ended. Um, So I think the 49ers are really just focusing on their own momentum, the big takeaway from this last divisional round game. And, you know, they know how to win now when they're coming from behind, when they've got a steady lead. And now it is just about honing in, like you said, on this very, very hot Detroit Lions team that's rolling through Levi's Stadium. Yep. Lindsay, are there any further injury updates coming out of Saturday's game? I know that the latest on wide receiver Debo Samuel is top of mind for a lot of the faithful. How does his status impact San Francisco's offense? Yes, we will likely know more on Debo Samuel later today when we hear from head coach Kyle Shanahan. But as of his Monday press conference call, The good news, the silver lining of this all is that there are no fractures to his shoulder. So this is different than week six when he was injured against the Cleveland Browns. um, And that ended up taking him out for week six, seven, eight, and also the bye week. Um, But as of Monday, he was in a good amount of pain and soreness. So it didn't really give the team a good opportunity to evaluate what his timeline and availability will be like. Um, Shanahan said that they would have a better idea by Wednesday. And that is also going to affect how the team approaches the game plan, whether they script in Debo Samuel or not. So we'll wait to see what that picture looks like later today. Yeah, thank you for that. And Danny, how's the injury report looking for the Lions following the divisional round? Great question. Offensive line, a little bit banged up. Center was injured, Frank Ragnow, um, in the divisional round, but he went back in to play every single snap. So I know he's not feeling 100%, but no one is at this time of the year. And then also guard Jonah Jackson was injured in that game. No update whether or not he'll play in this one. Like Lindsay said, we'll know a little bit more later today. And then um, Brock Wright, tight end, who is just coming back from an injury. He was re-injured. So uh, statuses, questionable for all those guys. We'll we'll know a little bit more heading into this one. But uh, you're certainly going to probably see some backups in there in the in the O-line. All right, we'll keep our eyes peeled on the injury report for both teams. But Danny, take us into Detroit. How would you describe the Lions' offensive style of play? Who are some players you're expecting to step up in the big stage of the conference title game? Yeah, great question. I mean, there are a number of playmakers on this offense. Jared Goff threw to eight different targets in in the divisional round. And he's been doing that at a pretty consistent rate. So it's one of the top offenses in the reason in the league for a reason. And it is because it is built 100% off of the run game. And that affects everything that Jared Goff in this offense wants to do in play action. So you're going to want to look for David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs Gibbs, the rookie Montgomery in his fifth year, having the best year of his career after spending the first four with Chicago. And then you've got Amon Ross St. Brown. If he gets under 100 receiving yards a game, 
something's probably off. Um, he is so consistent. Coach Campbell talked about that today. That's the most underappreciated thing about him is how consistent St. Brown is. So he he's going to play a big part in this. And then, of course, another rookie, tight end Sam Laporta. He has broken just about every rookie tight end record there is with the Lions and pretty much in the NFL. He has been having an extremely good campaign. He is a first down machine. Um, don't let Josh Reynolds sneak under the radar too much. The receiver, he has played the most ball out of anyone with Jared Goff dating back to their LA Rams days. And he's also a first down machine and so critical um, during big plays when Detroit Lions need it. So look for that run game. It has got to start off hot. Um, this whole this whole offense needs to start really fast. That's what we've seen. If they can gather points in the first first possession or the first two possessions, that usually says a lot and gets them off, you know, on the right foot because we've seen it. The third quarter lacks a little bit in terms of production. So the more they can score score early, the better this offense is set up. And then of course Jared Goff leading this offense, so poised, even keeled, such an accurate thrower. Will throw into tight windows. Um, he is the heart and soul of that offense, and he is just one over this entire city here in year three. All right. Well, looking at the opposing side of the ball for San Francisco and their defense, they really kept the 49ers in the game in the divisional round, and we unofficially called it the Dre Greenlaw game. (laughs) But Lindsay, who are you looking toward on the defense to contain Detroit's efficient offense? I have like five names on my list. Um, I mean, I'm looking at Nick Bosa and Chase Young that are going to set the edge um, for that 49ers defensive front. Uh, No sacks for the 49ers against the Green Bay Packers, but Nick Bosa was just knocking on the door. He had five QB hits uh, of Jordan Love last week. I think him and Chase Young are very much primed to make a big play in this game. And then you talk about linebacker Dre Greenlaw, who is coming out of that divisional round with not one, but two interceptions. He led the team in tackles with eight. And then you look at Fred Warner, who had Dre Greenlaw not gotten that game ceiling interception. He looks like he was pretty ready to make a play there as well. Um, he closed out the game with seven tackles as well. Um, you know, they are a dynamic duo there. Um, I expect to see some big plays coming out of them. And then you look at Charvarius Ward, cornerback number one for the 49ers. He had a huge pass breakup on the Packers opening drive on third and eight, forced them to settle for a field goal. I think any number of those guys could make big plays in this game, and they're certainly going to need it against a very hot Detroit Lions team. Definitely. And with all these playmakers highlighted, Danny, what are you calling as the matchup of the game? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a great one. I I am kind of – I'm going to lean with what Coach Campbell goes with every week. Um, it's what the, the saying goes, death taxes and – I forget the other one. It's death taxes and Detroit Lions offensive tackles, okay? That is the matchup. Coach <laughs> Campbell takes every single week. He's like, I really like our tackles. I really like our tackles. So seeing Penny Sewell and Taylor Decker go up against um, the Nick Bosa of the world, that is going to be such a pivotal matchup for these Detroit Lions. Um, and then vice versa, it's going to start up front with this Detroit Lions defense. You have – the Josh Pascals and the Aline McNeils plugging up the middle, Aiden Hutchinson setting the edge. Dan Campbell didn't even let a reporter continue on with their question today when it comes to what is the first thing they have to stop. 
in terms of the San Fran offense, even though it's so explosive downfield, he said, stop the run. That is it. Point blank. <laughs> so it is going to start up front for this Detroit Lions defensive front. Um, and then vice versa on the other side of the ball, like I mentioned, with the tackles going up against Bosa and, and, and having to protect Jared Goff. He had a lot of time in the pocket to do whatever he wanted the first two rounds, and they are going to need that again from Goff, who is playing very well and taking really good care of the ball as of late. Yeah, if it's one thing for sure, it's a battle in the trenches. But Lindsay, what's your matchup of this game? You know, uh, it's something that Danny mentioned. I think it's going to come down to CMC versus the Lions run defense. Obviously, we all know the impact of Christian McCaffrey. I think one of my favorite stats coming out of all the research going into this week is that the 49ers are 11-1 and when Christian McCaffrey rushes 75 plus yards and that's for all of 2023 he had 98 against the Packers along with two touchdowns Um, so that's going to be absolutely critical he you know the offense runs through CMC despite all the very very talented pass catchers that this 49ers team has Um, and I know that the Lions run defense was very solid during that 2023 season I believe second best in the league only allowed just under 89 yards per game. Um, So I think that's going to be a really tough matchup, and I think it's going to be a really exciting one to watch. Yep. Well, to close out this episode, we're getting really bold now. Danny, do you have a bold prediction for Sunday's NFC Championship game? Oh, yeah. Lions win. That's my bold prediction. I I work for the team. (laughs) I was born here. I was built for this. I'm going all in on the Detroit Lions. I think what 20% of Levi's Stadium will be Detroit Lions fans and they bring the juice. So I am so stinking pumped for these Detroit Lions. All right, Lindsay, your turn to shout out for the Niners. Any bold predictions for this contest? Uh, you know, my bold prediction is that uh, the Niners get it done. Um, I, I mean, I think it's not very bold, but I think CMC gets another 100-yard rushing game and that stat holds up for the Niners. So let's make it 12-1. and one when CMC runs 75 or more yards. (laughs) Okay, great. But that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Danny, for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.